This is the Your Sports Resource Podcast, where each week we'll discuss strategies that you can implement so the operations of your club support your coaching staff and the direction of your organization. We are committed to excellence in youth sports leadership. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to our episode of Your Sports Resource Podcast this week. I'm happy to announce my first guest, who is Lee Renata. Lee is a founder and head coach of the Five Levels of Listening, which is a deep dive program that helps individuals, teams, and executive groups understand if and how they actually listen. From there, those who work with Lee understand how to improve their home and work life by applying principles to better listening. Additionally, Lee is a leader in the change management and transformation project space, and she works with major organizations. So welcome, Lee. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So give us a bit of a background. How did you actually just get into the space of listening? Actually, it was my work with change and transformation that I often had to conduct these deep dive uh, interviews with people to ascertain what actually was the real issues within the organization. And it just kept coming up the same thing over and over again. It didn't matter what title a person had, where they were in the organization. It just kept coming up that we're just not listened to. We don't have a voice. And if something is said, we never see any action from it. It was just so common all of the time that I started to realize that there were very different levels of listening that people were trying to articulate and say that these were the main issues that they were having that impacted their ability to perform their job. And so I started writing. So when you say they weren't listened to, what was the most common behavior? Was it they're being dismissed or they had a hard time articulating what they were trying to say so it could be consumed, or maybe both, I don't know. I think that the main issue they had was that the organisation that they were in did not provide a platform for them to have that voice. Ah, I gotcha. Whether it was their manager, or whether it was uh, their team or a wider group, they didn't feel they had a platform to have a voice that was going to be heard. Okay. So, if, for example, if somebody um, spoke to their manager and they felt that they weren't being heard or acknowledged for what they were saying, then over time they just stopped talking. Right. They don't say anything. Uh, and that was the most common thing is that they just shut up. Right. You know, they just don't say anything. And if you think about engagement surveys over the last 20 years or more, communication is the top three issue that they have. And so, Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't ever seem to change for some Just reason, too. It doesn't change. <laughs> <laughs> so break it down for the audience. You said you just started writing and there's five levels. So what are those five levels? Sure. So the first level is somebody that doesn't listen. And we've all experienced not being listened to. And we all know how it feels. Right. You know, we, everybody has had that situation. So that's the first level, somebody that doesn't listen. The second level is somebody who listens but doesn't hear a thing. (laughs) So they're probably worse than the first because, you know, you're talking to them and you think they're listening. And then when they speak back to you, they talk about something else or about themselves and you realize they weren't listening to anything I was saying. Yeah. So is their mind off somewhere else? 
yeah, their mind could be somewhere else or whatever it is. And so that's level two. Level three is a really good listener. And we've all have somebody in our lives that we can go to and talk to and they will listen to us, no matter what we're saying. So those are the really good listeners, the active listeners. Level four is about listening to what somebody's not saying. And so this is about all the conversations that people have without actually saying any words. So I'll give you an example. Quick example is I might come in and say, hi, Renata, how are you? Now, depending on your response will depend on what I will say next. So for example, you might say, fine. And I think, oh, great, that's good. Or you might go, fine, mean, get out of my face. I don't want to talk anymore, you know? (laughs) So one word can tell a whole story. Right. And so it's about listening to what's not being said. And remember that uh, we often do this. We want somebody to pick up what we're trying to say to them so that they'll ask us questions. Right. And then level five is somebody that listens with understanding. So that's taking in the environment and what they already know. But most of all, it's about uh, listening to their instinct. And now people call it different things, you know, their inner voice or, you know, their gut feel, spirit. People have a whole lot of different names for it. Yeah. And everybody tells me a story of when they listened to their instinct and said, thank goodness. And everyone can tell me a story when they didn't and went, I wish I had. Right. And so until we learn to listen to our instinct, we can't really truly listen to others. We have to be able to learn to trust ourselves and trust what our instinct's telling us. Right. Those are the five levels of listening. So when you go into these organizations, I know you already said that the common thread is that they don't listen, but when you're working with these groups, like where are they at on that level and or is there like any type of other common thread of behavior other than just the fact that they're not listening? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's definitely either issues somewhere or productivity isn't where it should be or somebody's just plain not happy. Right. And I often get called in when behavior changes have occurred. You know, something's not going right. People aren't attending meetings or there's friction and underlying friction and usually is communication, as we all know. And I'll often find that if I break it down, Mm. someone's just saying, you know, I'm a voice unheard. And so how can I contribute? How can I do my job? What do they expect from me? Right. You know, it, it really starts impacting performance and somebody's well-being. It really does impact right. somebody's well-being. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So when you find that thread and then you turn it back on either the team not listening or the manager, which is a, I'm assuming is the more <laughs> common scenario. <laughs> so when you turn around to the manager and go, really, the issue lies between how you pay attention and how you listen. How do they take that on? Um, Actually, to be honest, most will take it on. Uh, Whether they do something about it is a difference. Yeah. But most, most will take it on. But I always say to the person who feels they're not being listened to, I always take it back to them and say, you need to become a better listener for them to become a better listener. Right. And I always say to the person who doesn't feel they're being listened to is, why aren't they listening to you? You know, what is going on in that person's life that, that that's not happening? Can they answer that question? Not usually at the beginning because the very mm. first part of becoming a better listener is to become self-aware of how somebody listens themselves. You know, it's no good putting your hand up and saying, you know, my voice unheard or, you know, nobody's listening to me or, when you actually haven't really assessed how well you listen yourself. Right. Because I find often when people go through the five levels of listening that they realize 
when they listened better, others listened to them more. Right. And that's a common thread that happens. Yeah. So I always say you start with yourself and then let's try and work on some other people, you know. And they say, I often get emails saying, when as soon as I changed, others changed. And so the problem solves itself. Yeah. Okay. That's that's great. That's a perspective I wouldn't have considered because, you know, a lot in working with these youth sports clubs, communication, as you would <laughs> imagine, is an issue. And I work with both coach-owned and nonprofit parent-run mm. clubs. And usually there's a discourse between the coaching team and the board. And then there's also not all the time, but some of the times in within the coaching staff, some of the coaches, whether it's part-time or working with the younger ones, feel a disconnect in working with their head coach. And it all comes down to that communication. So that piece of advice that you gave of starting to change your own behavior in the way you listen will reflect on others. So what I'd like to do is just ask you to elaborate on that a bit so the audience today can understand, okay, I'm disconnected to my board or okay, I'm disconnected to the rest of my coaching staff. What can they adjust? What steps can they take to help change that behavior? Yeah, I think I think the key thing there is that we we naturally try and think up ways of how do I get them to listen to me? You know, they're just not listening to me. So how do I get them to listening to them? Instead of actually looking and saying, you know, it's a Stephen Covey thing. Mm. It's seek to understand, seek to understand then to be understood. And so it, I always say to people, it's make sure you fully understand where they're coming from. But when it comes to the listening part, someone, they have to become self-aware of how they currently listen. And I always just say to people, just take the conversations you had this morning or take the one that you had yesterday and really break it down and really be honest with yourself and say, how much did I actually listen to what they were saying without any agenda of my own? Strip away all of that. Right. Just what were they saying and why were they saying it? And what did they want me to do in that conversation? And I teach people about their roles in a conversation. and. When somebody's talking to you, they've already decided what role they want you to play. Whether it's a coach or they want direction or they just want somebody to listen to them, they've actually already decided when they came to you. It's up to you to quickly understand what that role is. Yeah. And that's where I find the breakdown of um, conversation often happens is somebody says something and the roles are, are totally different. And so... Again, I get emails saying, oh, just understanding my role has allowed me to have more in-depth conversations or more understanding in my conversations. That's interesting. So there's many things they can do, but the first thing is be aware of how you actually listen before you go and embark on a journey of trying to get other people to listen to you. Become that self-aware. Understand your role in a conversation. If you've got a board speaking to you, the board is speaking from that point of view and they've already yeah. decided what role they want you to play. And it might be different than what you think and which often happens. And a, a lady once said to me, my son rang me and he was very upset. Something serious had happened at work. He was very upset and he started talking and I straight away went into mother role. I was going to solve the problem. Right. And he just said to me, mum, 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 stop, just stop. I just want somebody to talk to. Mm. 
and and so she realised he just wanted her to listen. And so she didn't speak for the rest of the time. And he just said, thanks, mum. That's all I needed. Yeah. All I needed. And and that was it. And she said, I realised that my mother role wasn't always what they need. Right. Um, you know, and that's where we have got to remember, it doesn't matter what our role or title is, we actually have to understand our role in a conversation right. and it might not be attached to our title. Right. It's funny because you and I had that conversation before and now I catch myself with people that I'm, or even my family, not, well, maybe not so much my spouse, but with my, my son, I'm like, am I listening or am I providing my feedback? You know, so I try to take a step back and sometimes I have to ask the question because I'm the same way. I just want to rush in and yeah. I want to solve it and move <laughs> on. <laughs> So in going through the evolving of your organization and having learnings from the people that you've worked with, what has been like a big aha moment for you? Okay. I think that's a good question. I think I've had a couple of aha moments. So I let me tell you the experience I had that was very much an aha moment. I mean, other than I've learned so many lessons, especially about what it takes to write a book. <laughs> That's not just, you know, sit down and write. Um, you know, <laughs> really? it's, I, I definitely learned some big lessons <laughs> on that. But I had a, a moment some years ago, many years ago, when I was doing a deep dive interview and I was sitting in a room with a glass wall so they could see me as they approached the room. And I looked up and I saw my next person that I was interviewing heading towards me and I could tell he was very, very angry. And I thought, oh, Okay, so this is what I'm going to have today. And um, he came into the room, sat down mm. and and was very angry and said, you know, I don't really want to be here. I said, oh, look, you don't have to be here. You don't even have to have this interview. So you can go if you want. And he goes, no, he was really angry and said, no, I'm just do it. And I said, okay. So is this an interview for a new job? No, oh. this was an interview of um, an organization who had problems in a certain area. Oh, I got you. Okay. And so I was doing the deep dive interviews to find out what the problems actually were. Gotcha. And he was probably my 50th interview, you know, so, <laughs> and he, um, that's not good. And he said, yeah. he said to me, no, just do it. And so when I asked him a question and he answered me, I went to write down some notes and that fired him up again. Mm. Um, you know, about, you know, I thought this was confidential and why are you writing notes? So I had to go over it again about why I was writing notes. And, the half-hour interview turned into an hour and a half. Oh, wow. And he put his head on his um, hands at the end of the interview and said, Lee, I just need to tell you what happened to me today. And I said, okay. And he said, I am at my limit. I'm a project manager, a big construction site, and I'm at my limit. And I wanted to come in here and I was going to tell this organization exactly what I thought of them. Right. And he says, I walked over and when I saw you through the glass panel, he said, "You you look nice." <laughs> I, I didn't want nice. <laughs> he said, "I didn't want a nice person to interview me." And he said it really threw me, and I couldn't get myself under control at the first part of the interview. And I was really fighting to just keep myself together because I was fired up. And I said, yeah, I saw that you were. And he said, I feel like I've just been through a therapy session. Oh, wow. The only thing missing, Lee, is you haven't got a couch in this room. <laughs> and, and he said, um, and I said, do you need, I can get you assistance right now. 
And he says, I feel like I can go and do my job. I just having somebody listen to me, I feel like I can go back and do my job. But that experience has stuck with me over the years. And it really, that aha moment was, I've got to do something about this. Right. I've got to find a way to teach people how to listen. We've got to all listen better. We cannot have people reach this point just because they felt that nobody was listening to them. Right. And so that was my sort of big moment that I, I have to do something about this. Yeah. And I, the passion for it just grew and grew and, and grew. Yeah. So that's my aha moment if I, if I had one. <laughs> and obviously it's being received well because you're working with quite a few organizations yeah. to, you know, to work with their teams and yes. the, the five levels of listening. So is there anything you want to extend to the audience today? you go. Do you want to have some tips on, on how to become a better listener? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, can't, I can't not do that for you. Yes. So uh, let me give a couple of tips. I've told you about, I've talked about the um, importance of understanding your role, but I want to talk about the one that's most impactful that, that people most um, contact me about, and that's the art of pausing. So when we are in a conversation, we often find, especially women, we often find that we're thinking of a million other things as mm. somebody's talking to us. You know, we've got to go home, pick up the groceries, we've got to go cook dinner, we've got to do this. And that somebody's talking to us and we feel we're listening, but a hundred things are going on in our mind. We have many distractions. But if we can learn the art of pausing, we will improve our listening just like that. So I'll give you the example. The art of pausing is when we find ourselves being distracted, no matter what it is, that we actually take a, a, we pause, and that pause is invisible to the person that is speaking, but it's just either take a breath or I see people like pinch their fingers, you know, just as something physical, just to get their mind shifted back on the conversation. So, so I'm not um, saying, you know, say, oh, sorry, can we stop the conversation? I just need to pause for a moment. It's not that. It's just about taking a breath and getting our minds focused back on the conversation. And let me uh, tell you about a funny story that a manufacturing manager said to me. He said, Lee, I want to tell you about my practicing of pausing. I said, sure. He says, I didn't quite do it like you said, but it had an impact. I said, okay. He said he was talking to his team leader who was telling him about the closure of the close down of the factory and what they had to do and all the people that were going on leave. And, and he said he had his laptop in front of him and the little pop-ups on his email kept coming up and he kept just looking at them like, oh, I know what to do there. Gee, I better get onto that. And then he found that probably two or three minutes or longer, he hadn't heard a word that his team leader was saying. He said he suddenly realized uh, one of the sessions I'd had with him about pausing and he jumped off his chair and he gave the guy a fright and himself a fright and he went, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And he came around and he sat by this guy and he said to him, I am so sorry. Would you mind rewinding three minutes and starting again? <laughs> and, and, and he said, you know, Lee, it wasn't the fact that I recognized what I'd done. It wasn't the fact that I came around and sat next to him and said, sorry. The impact was the look on the guy's face. He said, it's, impl it's imprinted in my mind. He said, in that, those seconds, he had a look of, so what I'm saying is important. Right. You do want to be here with me. You know, he said a whole lot of emotion just flashed on this guy's face and it had such an impact on me 
I'm ringing you to tell you I will never do that again. That's amazing. And so if you can learn the art of pausing, and we all get distracted when none of us are perfect, Mm. you will find that you will hear a lot more of what somebody's saying to you. That's a great piece of counsel. Thank you, Lee. That's wonderful. Uh, Let me give you another one. Okay. (laughs) That's okay. I think uh, another one is a challenge for people is taking their self-awareness beyond themselves. So, you know, I say, reflect back and look at how you listen. And they do that and they go, oh, shoot, you know, gee, Lee, I thought I was listening. Um, And so they they go through that emotional journey. But my challenge to them is take your self-awareness to the person that was trying to talk to you and have a look and see the impact on them of your listening level. And a a woman say to me, I go home from work, I get in the kitchen, I start cooking, I start doing those things, start getting dinner ready. And my teenage daughter often comes to the the bench and talk to me about her day and I'm busy cooking and, and then she walks away. And this time I look up and I look at her face and it's got total rejection on it. Right. And I realize that my busyness of cooking the dinner, she knew I wasn't really listening to her. And she said, I just wanted to cry because she said, we've been doing this for a long time. And I didn't realize what the impact I was having on my daughter. Mm. And she said, I had to change. I really had to change what was important and what wasn't important. Right. And so taking your awareness and having a look at the impact on the other person really takes it one step further. And you really understand the importance of listening when you see the look on somebody's face. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thanks for that, Lee. You're welcome. We can all become better listeners. All of us. Matter what, it doesn't matter what our title is. We can all become better listeners. And if I um, do a little plug, you know, for to to read the five levels of listening, which is not a is definitely being designed not to be hard to read, and it, it wouldn't take long to read, is that to get it and see a transformation occur in yourself and others. So it's not only the transformation in themselves, it'll be a transformation they see in others as they become better listeners. Right. Um, If people are in an organization, book a breakout session. I spend an hour with groups of people explaining the importance of listening, but then leaving them with two or three tips on how to become better listeners right then and there. And I had a recruiter ring me the other day and say, Lee, you came and spoke to us three years ago. And I want to tell you the difference it's made about me in my job as I talk to people who are looking for work and working for my clients who are wanting particular people. It's just enhanced my job so much, I can't even describe it. I'm a different person. That's amazing. And I thought, wow, thanks for picking up the phone and ringing and telling me that. But two, it has a ripple effect. And just by a simple exercise of becoming a better listener. Because, you know, when I ask people, were you taught how to listen? Or were you told to listen? 98% of people will say to me, I was told to listen. Yeah. I was told to listen as a kid. I was told to listen in my classroom. My teachers told me to listen. Um, Some of them are like me and didn't do a lot of listening, you know. And and so, you know, they all mostly will say to me, I've never actually been taught how to listen. Yeah. And that's the key to the five levels of listening. It's about how to listen. We can always tell people to listen. Right. But how do people listen is the question. Yeah. And that's the key to it. 
So what's the name of your book and where can they find it? Yeah. So it's The Five Levels of Listening, Mm -hmm. and it can be found on www.successbeginswithlistening.com. Okay. So they can do that. Yeah. And can they book that um, session with you there as well? Yes. Yes, they can book a breakout session there, and or they can send us an email, and the email's there on the site okay. that they can could do, and happy to do that anywhere. Right. Uh, I've done I've done breakout sessions in India, Australia, you know, different places in the world. Right. And um, and just make it work for them in their time zone, so that doesn't worry me whatsoever. Right. I guess I should have told the audience that you are in New Zealand and was <laughs> very gracious to get up super early this morning to have this conversation. <laughs> But um, yeah, so you'll make yourself available no matter what country. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Wonderful. So other than your website, is there any other places that people can go to read about you? Any other social media? Yep, they can go on LinkedIn. Just find me on LinkedIn, Lee Renat on LinkedIn. And also I have another website around change and transformation, which is um, www.challengethewayyouthink.com. All right. And um, that's where all the change and transformation work, work is. Great. So, Well, that's it for our session today. Thank you, Lee, for being a guest. We appreciate all your wise information, tips, and feedback. You're welcome. Please make sure that you rate, review, and provide feedback on our podcast so more people can receive information on how to better improve the leadership of their organization. Thank you all for listening. Talk to you next week.